Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Alexander Bustos. Alex, are you ready to do this? I mean, I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Alex is a full-time day trader, having recently left his full-time job to pursue trading full-time. He's also the host of the Healthcare Giants podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Alex, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, sure thing, man. Hey, look, uh, I appreciate you bringing me on. I really do. I really appreciate this. Um, what got me into, you know, leaving the, the safety net? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've always had a passion for doing my own thing. You know, in college, I created a dance crew. We danced professionally, made money on the side, did contests. And uh, after college, I always said, you know, I want to do my own thing and, you know, worked for someone and worked my way up. And was pursuing money at first. That's all I wanted to do. And, and uh, I found out I wasn't really too happy at the end once I got to the peak of my career within my field. And at that moment, I was looking for something else. And that was something to increase my income because I was all I was only thinking about money. And, and I'll get back to that later. I was only thinking about money at that time. And so I, was, I said, you know what, what can I do? I tried real estate which I'm sure everyone tries at some point. <laughs> and, and I did, and I did actually flip one house and I had, and I made it, you know, a small little gain on that and I was pretty happy with it. But what I wasn't happy with is it took so damn long. Mm. It, it took so long and working full time. Uh, I was in sales and I also managed a sales team. And so doing that and trying to flip a house and what I mean by flipping a house is flipping the note. And I don't know if you're aware of that, what that is, yep. but it's basically, okay. So it's basically just getting a house in a contract for, let's say a hundred thousand, then selling to someone else for 110 and then you get the 10 grand. Um, so that's pretty much what I did, but it just took too long. So then I said, you know what? I need to find something else. And then I saw trading and I said, you know, everyone always talks about in the stock market. Maybe I should start investing money that way. And so I started doing that, but I hadn't, dude, I had no no regards for like how to do it or, you know, what, what to do. I just had a lot of money left over and cause I paid off all my loans and stuff. That was my first mission, paid off all my loans. And I said, you know what, as soon as I do that, I'm going to start investing. And so I had a, a, a pretty good chunk of change. I just started throwing away. That's pretty much what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty much throwing it away. And it, it's, 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 uh, it's funny, but it's not funny. You know, I, I was just like, um, I was losing some big money and, and at the time it didn't even bother me because I was making some good, good income. So it didn't bother me. But now looking back now that I left a career, it's like, oh my gosh, I was, I was an idiot. Like I couldn't <laughs> believe that, that I did that. You know, I, I can't believe that, that I just like, uh, didn't care about money at that time. And I was always thinking you got to lose, you got to, you know, risk money to make money. And, and yeah, that's the case, but not, not the way I was doing it. So I, I did that back in 2000 and, I want to say 15 is when I started like just basically gambling. That's what I was doing. I wasn't really trying to learn. 
And then in 2016, I got more serious and started to see some some kind of progression. Like I was I was seeing uh, kind of a roller coaster, if you will. Like I would have great days and then bad days, and great days and bad days. Uh, and I couldn't find that consistency. And and I actually left my career twice. You know, I, in my first time I left, I completely you know I left, saved up a year's worth of income. And told my wife, look, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go all in because I'm kind of a guy who once I pursue something, I, I kind of get zoned in and I got to go all in. Like I, I can't just dibby dabby because if I do, I won't be successful at it. And so I went all in and for a whole year I had no money coming in <laughs> and I and I pretty much uh, actually lost money that year. I say break even to everyone because it, it, it was like up a little, down a little. At the end of the day, losing like two, three thousand in a whole year is like break even. And so I was like, you know what? I need to go back somewhere. So I went back to the same industry, which was um, healthcare recruitment. And I went to back there for about 11 months, saved up another year's worth and uh, I decided to pursue it again. And ever since I decided before, I, and here's the thing, that first year taught me a lot. It taught me, number one, you know, I failed. I, you know, I learned a lot from that. And I look back on it, especially when I was working for a new company, because I knew where I wanted to be. So I was trying to figure out, you know, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? And I track every trade. So I like always like analyze and overanalyze it and read my notes and what my, what I was thinking at the time. And I started to find out that I started to like focus on my losses. And when I started to focus on my losses, I started to find out that there was a common theme and I only lost when I broke rules, like when Hmm. I broke guidelines. And, and then whenever I had big losses is because I broke the number one rule in trading and at least my number one rule. And that's cut the loss whenever, you know, it hits your risk point. And so if you don't cut it quickly, then you're going to, you're going to basically go for a ride. And sometimes that ride is not, it never comes back. So yeah. um, those were those times that I look back. I was like, man, if I could just eliminate these, then I'll be golden. Well, of course, you know, right? You eliminate your losses, you'll be golden. But sure. it's, it's a lot easier said than done. And so while I was working for 11 months back in 2018, uh, in the two, I think I started in June of 2018. So middle of 2018, I said, you know what? I'm going to trade while I'm working and try to manage this. And I was managing again. They, they brought me into a bigger firm. It was, I think, five times the size of my old firm. So it was a way bigger company. Uh, it was actually corporate owned. So it was a whole different you know, universe in terms of how they were structured. Pay was great, uh, but I, I still wasn't happy. Like, I, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do and it wasn't that. And so I was trading on the side and I started to see consistency. And... The only time I took losses, and now when I say only time, the, the main time I took a loss is whenever I got distracted. Like I was trading and then some employee would come, hey, Alex, I need you to teach me how to close this sale or hey, I need help with this client. And then I would be distracted, so I would like not pay attention and then things would go bad. And so I, just, I ended up saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm not doing this uh, anymore. Actually, uh, I actually, before I decided that, I kind of jumped too fast there was a time where I kind of just kind of lost myself. Like I kind of got, I don't want to say depressed, but I got very, very, um, just not happy, man. I mm. just wasn't happy. And, and I, I couldn't figure out what it was. Cause I was like, okay, I'm doing trading. I'm making good money for this company. I was like, maybe I could just slowly get this up and I'll be happy. But I, it just wasn't, 
what I wanted to do ultimately, and at least that way. So then I, I actually hired a, a life coach and um, hired a life coach. And she actually helped me basically see what I wanted to do, which is, I mean, I kind of already knew, but it was just good to get that, I guess, affirmation, just helped me to just go jump ship again. So I saved that years, like I said, jumped again. But before I jumped, I was already consistent for about two or three months. And so I jumped off back in uh, March. I think it was March. Yeah, March. And ever since then, it's, my trajectory has just been like the way you want to see it. Consistently profitable, month to month, week by week, day by day. And God bless. I mean, I'm super happy and thankful. And I don't, And the, the biggest challenge, though, is not to get cocky for me. Like I, what I need to always remind myself is tomorrow could be the worst day ever. So you always got to stay on your A game. and You can never slack. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, long story short. Sorry, I, I gave no, you like the, that's the quick overview. Oh, and I forgot to tell you. Well, you actually mentioned during that time, I also created a podcast. We can get into that later, but it's a healthcare giants podcast. I love it. So you talk about, um, the importance of following the system, right? And right. not losing money or at least cutting your losses as soon as you identify them. Have, have you always been that way? Somebody who does follow a system? You know, that's a good question. I, you know, growing up, everyone, whenever they found out that I was leaving my job the first time, they're like, Oh dude, you, they always make comments like, did you always for that person? Like you're always that person who's super disciplined. You'll do your own thing. And I mean, I'm a runner. I run constantly. Uh, I'm a, I work out religiously. You know, I do it two times a day, every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, I try to be the best husband I can. Although, you know, being young, I'm learning. Sure, <laughs> I'm learning definitely. And uh, I read <laughs> religiously and, and listen to audiobooks. And uh, and that's a, a discipline I've always had since I graduated college. How funny! Like in college, I didn't care to read one book. You couldn't get me to read anything. Um, but ever since college, I got serious. I was like, okay, here's life. Let's, let's get things going. And so, uh, I've always had that discipline of always having a schedule, a certain, at this time I'll do this at this time I'll do this. And that's how I did it in sales. I was the worst salesperson ever, man. I was the worst. (laughs) I, I had the best work ethic. I was there the longest and I would see these guys with gray hair making way more money than me. And I was like, man, I can't wait till I have gray hair to make good money. I was like, this is, I was, I was like, it's I can't awesome. do this. But yeah. I was like, I'm, I, you know, I'm in my twenties, like 23, 24. I was like, I need to pay off these 40 grand in loans. And so I was like, I need to get rid of this. And so I, what I did was I said, how am I going to shorten that time? So all I did is I freaking read every book in sales and I went to every conference on my own dime. And I, I was only making like 28,000 at that time. And I was like just investing in myself. And then all of a sudden, within a year and a half, I moved up to the top of the ranks. And so that helped me be successful there. And so I think that answers your question. Sorry, I went on a tangent no, there. No, that's, that's great. So you invested in yourself and, and, and you learned, would, would you call it just fundamental sales skills? I learned fundamentals first. And then, uh, you know, when I got things going and I became a VP in sales and started teaching people, I wanted to take it to another level. And so I hired a personal sales coach and actually went one on one. I recorded all my calls, sent them to the sales coach so they can hear me. And then I could pass that knowledge down to my team. So that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. Well, that had to be invaluable. Oh, yeah. It was. And, and trust me, man, you know, 
I don't know about you, but I'm a type A personality. So Eagles, Eagles is a big challenge for me. And so that was very challenging because, you know, you already think, oh, I've made it. But sure. Hiring those coaches, man, taught me so much and it's, uh, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And the ego, having a, having a, a positive sense of self and a, a, a healthy ego, I think is, is, is key. And I'm, I'm the same way. I need to make sure that, that, that I keep myself in check because certainly doing my best to being a good husband if I let my ego run wild then 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 my wife would not be a happy person and my kids and everybody else so I I appreciate what you're saying um so you're you're making money you say I've got these student loans or whatever they are for 40 grand was it just I just need to make money and pay these off or did you have some kind of a, a system for paying them off did you research that yeah, so I, I actually follow Dave Ramsey. You know, okay. I'm a reader, so yeah. I've read Dave Ramsey, and uh, I did the snowball debt, nice. the debt snowball. I basically, first thing I did, I was only making, like I said, about 28. I actually got higher. The day I got higher, I was making 28.8, and uh, and my wife was making great money because she she got hired as uh, she's an IT, and I was like, and you know, we're both Type A's, we're very like driven, and so I was like, oh man, I gotta. I got, I got to catch up, you know? And then, uh, <laughs> but I also had full $40,000 in debt and she had none. Cause you know, fortunately she's military. So it's all paid for. Um, her father's in the military. And, and that being said, uh, what I did was I just, every paycheck, um, the, the, the very, I only lived on a hundred dollars a month for me to take my wife out and do, and do other things like whatever I wanted to do, go eat lunch and then everything else. And I'm not kidding you, man everything else went to loans and that's how I paid off 40 grand in about a year and a half and making pretty much nothing because I, but I, but I, what I was doing is every commission check, everything was just going straight to that. So that way I can get that off my back and then start going after what I wanted to do. And I had this stupid, not stupid, but like I used to have, I had a different mindset back then. I was like, I want to be a millionaire by 30. Like I was thinking like that. I want to be a sure. millionaire by 30. And I was like 24, 25. I was like, I got to get there. And, and that mindset was great at first, but man, when I hit 30, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. So, uh, luckily I've changed since then, but yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna butcher this, but one of the things that I love when Dave says he's like, "Live like nobody else now, live like nobody now, so you can live like nobody else later." It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live like nobody else now, so you can live like no one else can later. That's something a, like that. Yeah, and certainly living on a hundred dollars a month—that's that's. I mean, that's as disciplined as a human being can be. So so good for you, man, and getting that forty thousand dollars paid off in such a short amount of time. And I could certainly identify Thanks, with, with, with being 24, 25 years old and thinking that, you know, my number one priority was being a millionaire by 30. And what an arbitrary thing. So tell me about like what you said that your thought has shifted or your thinking has shifted. What's what's important to you now? The most important thing for me is being happy. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it it is so important to me, man, because you know, I, at, at my other companies, I was making great money and I could do anything. We traveled so much. We did. And I love that. We travel a lot. And, and that was great because of the money. But at the same time, I was miserable. I wasn't happy. 
I just didn't like what I was doing. I was great at it, but I hit my peak and I just, and you know, what? I still love sales. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I coach some friends on the side and help them out. I love sales so much. Like I have a passion of knowing how to do it and helping people, but I don't, I didn't like what I was doing or who I was doing it for. I've always been someone who kind of been entrepreneurial, I guess you could say spirit. Like I wanted to do my own thing. So, but being happy is takes priority over everything. Cause you'll, at least for me, like I've started to realize that man, you could do a lot with, if you have free time and you have, people would be shocked if you just made, if you just made $60,000 a year and, and you don't have debt, right? You pay off for all your debt. You focus on that. And you could do a lot on 60 grand a year if you manage it right. And you, and you manage your expectations and you want to focus on happiness. Now I'm just saying like, that's not my goal, but you can do it that way. Yeah, I think that that is. I think that that is so true, and and people don't realize it. Um, but it's all a matter of really prioritizing what's most important to you. Um, so anyway, I appreciate that very much. I think that that's awesome. So tell us a little bit, little, little bit about the Healthcare Giants podcast. Oh sure, sure. So back in two thousand eighteen, uh, November and December. Started taking a vacation. I took a basically two months off and um, was trying to figure out how to strategize to increase my sales for my team, my division. And I was like, how am I going to do this? That was the focus first. It was very selfish. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, maybe I can create a podcast and, and meet a lot of CEOs because that was my point of contact. Well, that was the goal at first. And then it shifted. I was like, you know what? I really enjoy this. And I think this can be huge benefit to a lot of young people who are going into healthcare to learn and learn from, you know, standing on the shoulders of other giants. They can see further than the giant. Isaac Newton said that. So I, I always had that in mind and that's my mindset shifted. And then when I left my career, I left it basically in uh, you know middle of the year. I continued it because I, I only wanted to do it I only now do it because I love the, I have a passion for talking to people just like you're doing now. And I also have a passion for helping others. So if they can learn from these other CEOs and doctors who've been there and, and had successes, had failures, then maybe they can help improve our healthcare as a nation. Cause that's, that's been the biggest complaint that I get. I mean, I've met over, I think I calculated this once before. I met about 12 CEOs every month for about seven years straight. So meeting them face to face and the, the, the main topic they always said is, man, when, some, when somebody needs to do something by our healthcare, like it's just going down the drain. So, like we need to improve this. And so this is my way of helping that. So. I love it. Nice. Well, Alex, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, I would say the biggest thing is going to be discipline and, and making sure that you, ha you know, have a plan and stick to it, but also at the same time, be flexible. I know that's, that sounds weird, but it's super important to do that. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage, Savage Nation learn more about you and where can they listen to the podcast? Uh, they can listen to podcasts on pretty much every podcast platforms. It's Healthcare Giants. And then I also post for for trading. I actually post on Instagram at it's a it's at B underscore the story. 
so B underscore the T H E story. And uh, there I pretty much share everything I'm learning and growing and pretty much with everyone. So if you have questions, you can message me. I'd be happy to help. Nice. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Alex your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the Healthcare Giants podcast and follow him on Instagram at at B underscore the story. And I'll link to that in the notes of the show as well. Thank you again, Alex. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show what's up savage nation please support the show by subscribing leave us a review and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it come on